love the Lord and you're glad that God's brought us this man of God to minister to us this morning, give a big, 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 big welcome for Pastor Anthony Milas. Warehouse Church, how are you guys? Doing all right? I always say Warehouse Church in the house, but I'm glad you're here. Man, listen, we serve a great God. Amen? I'm not as tall as your pastor, as you can tell. But, uh, man, I love Jesus. I love being here. I'm so excited about what God is doing. And, uh, man, do me a favor. I, I, stand up for a second. Just stand up. I won't keep you up for a second. Just stand up for one second. All right, because I want to pray with you. I want to pray over you as we open up the Word of God and open up our hearts to the God of the Word. Amen? I, I, I've been saying this to my church the past few weeks, and, and, and I believe it's something that God gave to me. Because a lot of times, here's what we can do. We can show up to church because it's a thing to do. But I want you to know, this, this isn't a morning where we just come to church and just do church. God has called us to be the church. If you believe that, say amen. If you believe that, come on, put your hands together. Come on, amen. We are called to be the church. And, and, and I've been challenging my church with this. I said, listen, you're here. You're here. But can I, can I ask you for the next 34 minutes, 39 minutes, 33 seconds, and 50, or 33 minutes, 56 seconds to be present? To be present. Listen to me. There's a difference between being here and being present. I believe God wants to do something great in all of our hearts. Amen. I believe God's word does not return void. I believe that you're here on purpose for a purpose. I believe God wants to do something even greater in your life, in and through your life, to impact this region for Jesus. Amen. Will you believe that this morning? I mean, don't tell me what God can't do because I've seen what God can do. Now, some of you may be here today like, well, I'm not really, in, I'm not really sure about the Jesus thing and whatever. It's okay. Listen, listen, welcome home. Warehouse Church is a place you can come home, call home, amen? I mean, you can be long here before you believe in him. We're family, and we'll figure all this out together. But I believe God's got something great for each and every one of us, especially for you teenagers today. God's got something great for you too. Hey, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord, we come before your presence today. We bow, we stand, and we bow our hearts before you. And we ask you, Lord, to do something great through your word today. Thank you for what you will do. Thank you for the lives that will be forever changed, not because of a preacher, but because of the word of God that is alive today. Thank you for your word, Lord. And we believe by faith, God, that you are preparing Warehouse Church for greater things to come. But we will not overlook this moment and this day. We will give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, and all God's kids said, amen. amen. Go, have, go ahead and have a seat. If you love Jesus, put your hands together one more time. Amen. Kim Trinkle said last night we're going to clap probably 50 times. And so if you're keeping count, we're up to four or five. Because I believe this. Listen, how many of you know uh, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time? You can raise your hand. God bless everyone. God's going to use you greatly, sir. I promise you. God's got a great plan for your life, sir. I, I heard that Dallas has the, uh, the, uh, one of the greatest uh, high school football teams in the, in the nation called the Dallas Cowboys. And so anyway... Congratulations on that, that they can beat most uh, high school football teams. But anyway, how to make friends and influence people in Jesus' name. Amen. Your pastor's an Eagles fan, however. Yeah, yeah. Standing all by himself. You know, this too shall pass too, Eddie. Eddie, God can free you from that. I do believe that God has greater things in store for Warehouse Church. I really do. 
And I am so thankful for, for Eddie and Kim and, and their influence and who they are. Many of you don't know, but you may not know this. Some of you know our story, but we've been together, been together since we were 15 years old. And I never knew how much I would need Jesus till Eddie came into my life. Thank God for grace. Amen. I never knew what it was to do bad things till I met your pastor. And then, and then God just stepped in and and uh, I, I love this man. He truly is my brother, and I love Kim and their kids and Katie Beatty up here, missionaries now. Come on, put your hands together for the missionaries right here doing great things for Jesus. Amen, Nick? And Nick needs more money. Amen, Nick? All right, yeah, so support your mission pro program. And uh, just to see what God is doing, and I love it, and, uh, and I celebrate your pastor. You know, whenever God does a great work, he raises up a great couple. He raises up a great man to do his work through. That's what God said. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says this, Unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I don't want God simply to answer all the things that I can ask or think because I'm limited in my, in my mind. Amen? How many of you know that you have kind of a puny mind compared to God's? Come on, come on, somebody. How many of you would say, well, especially the person next to me, they are really got a small mind when it comes to, yeah, I know. Just judge somebody in church, amen? And, and, and I don't want God simply answering my prayers unto him that is able, unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more. I want, I, we serve the God of more, amen? And I believe this, that God has greater things in store, not only for this church, but listen, this isn't warehouse church has a name. In case you didn't know it, Warehouse Church has a name. It's Eddie, it's Kim, it's Marianne, it's Nick, it's Johnny, it's Vicky in the back. I mean, Warehouse Church has a name, and it's your name. I mean, it's a living, breathing body, and God has greater things in store for this church because here's the deal. Until Jesus Christ returns, until as long as we're still taken in air, we have people to bring to Jesus. If you believe that, put your hands together. Amen. We really do. And we're going to depopulate hell, and we're going to populate heaven until Jesus Christ comes. And by the way, can I celebrate something with you for a second? You may not know this, but right now, you have just given birth. What in the world is he talking about? Listen, right now, while I'm preaching here, there is a new church in Nashua, New Hampshire. Have you ever been to New Hampshire? Yeah. All right. Good for you guys. That's awesome. There is a church right now, somebody say right now, right now, that is holding their very first service in a church called Legacy Church. Now listen to me, why is that, why is that special? Here's why it's special. Because Granite United Church, in partnership with Warehouse Church, we got together and we sowed major seeds into this church, and today they're having their grand opening. Thank you, Warehouse Church, for your commitment and your sacrifice and, and dedication to souls around the world. Last week, we had our practice service. There's never a practice service. Whenever you open up the Word of God, the God of the Word shows up. Last week in our practice service, two adults, two people in the auditorium gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. Come on, amen. Now, you may not know those people, but God does. And I just want to thank you, Warehouse Church, because whenever you are generous, God blesses generosity. Matter of fact, the Bible says you're blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. How many of you know you're blessed today? Raise your hand. Amen. Come on, somebody. Well, the Bible says you're blessed for a reason. And it's not so that we can build barns and build bigger barns and then bigger barns. It's so that God can do something great in us and through us. 
God says, I'm searching around the world and looking for a people, a church, a person that I can prove myself strong through. And, you know, as we draw attention to ourselves, because the Bible says this, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever, somebody say whatever, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If you believe that, say amen. All right. And so the Bible says, whatever we do, we're to draw attention to ourselves to bring glory to God. And God says, I'm going to bless you so that you can bless others and bring my name glory. And so because of your generosity, because of your faith, because of your willingness to look beyond your four walls, people's lives all around the world, and especially in Nashua, New Hampshire, are being changed today. And listen, listen, if you're happy, and it, I mean, if you're saved and you know it, somebody say amen. If you want to give God glory one more time, I know your hands are going to be a little bit sore. Let me tell you this. Can I tell you what the Bible says? How many want to know what the Bible says? The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You see, Jesus Christ is who he said he is, and he can do what he said he can do. I don't know about you, but I know about Jesus. I know the story. He was crucified. He was buried. And how many of you know, three days later, he walked out of a tomb? Come on, church. Amen. We just celebrated that. We just sang about that. And you know what the resurrection proves to us today? That Jesus Christ is who he said he is, and he can do what he said he can do. If you ever doubt God or if you're ever wondering if, if God can, always look back to the resurrection. Because Jesus not only said that I'm going to resurrect, he resurrected from the dead. And again, I'm going to say it again, proving to each and every one of us, proving to the world, he truly is who he said he was. He is God. And he can do what he said he can do. And so the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Because as the resurrected king who resurrected me, I have a lot to celebrate. Amen. I not only live in the here and now, but I got the when and then to celebrate. I know God's going to do great things, not only in Warehouse Church, but man, in all of eternity, we're going to celebrate all that God has done and will continue to do. I want to say this about the church as well. I'm excited about your new building, Pastor. I'm excited about where you're going. And, and, and when I think about it, and this is what I've been praying for, Warehouse Church and for Granite. I pray this all the time for our two churches. I feel like I'm a member of Warehouse Church, just so you know. I'm like, this is my church. I, I, I love my church, Granite United, but I love Warehouse Church. This is my church. And here's what I believe God's going to do. Haggai chapter 2, it's not on a verse. Vicki, don't, don't freak out. It's just, I just have it here, babe. Haggai chapter 2 says this, the future glory. Somebody say future glory. Oh, oh, oh come on, somebody. On a count of three, I want to hear everybody say future glory. Ready? One, two, three. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. Did you hear that? The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And in this place, somebody say this place, I will bring peace, and I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Oh, man, aren't you glad that you know the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. And here's what God said, in this place. Hey, man, thank God for what he's done, but God's not finished. Thank God for what he's going to do. And this place, Warehouse Church, will continue to bring the Prince of Peace to people who feel hopeless and helpless. And it will be the gospel that will forever change their lives. Somebody say amen. On the count of three, I want you to do me three, uh, three things. I want you to do three things on the count of three. I want you to look at the person next to you. 
I want you to look at them and we'll point the finger in their face and say, get ready. Then I want you to high-five them and give them a round of applause. Ready? One, two, three. Get ready. Give them a high-five. Now give them a round of applause. Amen? Because here we go. Here we go. I got 23 minutes, and we're going to land this plane, and we're going to see God do something great and give a blessing to his word. Amen? So I got a a few questions for you. How many of you would say today in church that because of the Lord Jesus Christ, your life has been forever changed? Put your hand up. Come on, somebody. Okay, all around the room. Question number two. How many of you would say that your life has been impacted and influenced by the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, raise your hand. Amen? You're in church today, so I would imagine the church plays a huge role in your life and your family's life. Somebody say amen. Okay, so here's my other question. Knowing what Jesus Christ has done in your life and knowing the impact and the influence of his church, how many of you know people that you wish they had what you have in Jesus Christ? Come on, how many say that? Amen. Most of us in this room say, man, you know, I want people to have what I have. What do I have? I have a relationship with God. My sins have been forgiven. I've been given a clean heart and a brand new start. I have hope. I have purpose. And Man, now God is going to continue to do great things, not only in my life, but I want people to see that God can do great things in their lives. And here's what God tells us to do, to go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Jesus said this, I want you to love God, I want you to love others, and I want you to live out uh, the great commission, which is what? To share the hope that is in Jesus Christ. And so every one of us in here, we have family, we have friends, we have neighbors, we have people that we literally want them to have what we have. Amen? And I tell my church this all the time. You know, a lot of Christians walk around very apologetic. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. What if they don't want it? Listen, why wouldn't people want what we have? I have been saved. I have been redeemed. I have been forgiven. That Jesus stepped into my mess, and he turned it into a message. He turned my disaster piece into a masterpiece. He stepped into my test, and it's now become my testimony. Amen. I mean, the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. If you're a new creation and you want to thank God, put your hands together. Come on, amen. Thank you, Jesus, that we are new creations because of your grace. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And so as a church, we got to embrace this attitude. Why wouldn't people want what we have? They do. They don't know it, but they do. And as we draw attention to ourselves to bring glory to God, Jesus said this, you're the light and salt of the earth. You're the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth. And you know what light does? Light shines best in darkness, amen? And here's what salt does. It creates a thirst in others. Can I just say this? I'm going to encourage you to live a salty life, Warehouse Church. I just want you to be a little salty, amen? Now, that's sometimes, you know, that, that some people say, well, that's just a negative thing. That's not a negative thing. May we live lives that create a thirst in others to want to know what's happened in my life. I mean, may our posts on Facebook. My name is Anthony Milas. I'm a Facebookaholic, okay? I love Facebook. But you know what? Facebook gives me a platform to speak in the lives of others. Be careful what you post because you're, you're called to draw attention to yourself to bring glory to God. Amen? I mean, I'm just telling you, church, we have the greatest gift to share with people, and his name is Jesus. So if you raised your hand and you said, man, I want my friends, my family to have what I have, then you're in the right place today. Because we're going to talk about moving from agreement to involvement. 
from agreement to involvement. Well, what does that mean? Well, well, the truth is we would all agree that there is a God. I mean, you're in church today because there's something inside of you that says there is a God. Can a brother get an uh-huh? But my question to my church all the time is this. Well, well, great. I'm glad you acknowledge there's a God. James says the demons believe there's a God and they tremble. My question today to, to the church is this. Not do you believe there's a God, but does God have permission to be God in your life? I mean, does God, who we acknowledge exists, does he have permission to be God in our lives? You see, the answer to that question will determine what level of commitment and sacrifice we will have in our lives when it comes to the things of God. And God didn't come here to be acknowledged. He came here to be Lord and Savior. Come on, church. Do you believe that today? Amen. I mean, that's what the Bible says. And so I'm not asking you if you believe there is a God. I'm asking you, does God have permission in your life to be God? Because God will call us to do things in our life that may not make sense. But our Bible teaches us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And by the way, have you ever thought about why it's impossible to please God without faith? Because if we're not exercising faith, it means I'm living and running in a lane in my life where I can control everything. And God's like, well, well, you can do that, and you got that covered, and, and well, that makes sense. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, you just, if I don't need God, then I don't need God. How many of you know we need God? Amen. I mean, we know we need God. And yet God's like, listen, I want you to live by faith, for the just shall live by faith, because without faith it's impossible to please God. And so I'm not asking you if there's a God. I'm asking you, does God have permission to be God? That's a different question, isn't it? Man, because God may call you to do something that you're like, man, that just doesn't make sense. And God says, yeah, and that's exactly when I step in. Goliath didn't make sense to David. Well, it did to David, not to anybody else watching the story, did it? Parting a Red Sea didn't make sense. Feeding thousands of people with a little boy's lunch didn't make sense. But when you face things that are bigger than you, they are never bigger than Jesus. Come on, church. Celebrate that with me today. Amen. He is who he said he is, and he can do what he said he can do. And so we're going to move from agreement to involvement. And, and, and what is what are we trying to involve ourselves with? Well, well, at Warehouse Church, we have a vision. We have a vision at Warehouse Church. So that slide up there. I want to show you the vision of Warehouse Church. I think we have a slide. And it's this. Ready? The vision of Warehouse Church is to build lives, strengthen families, and deliver hope. Amen? I mean, that's it. That, that's who we are. We want to build, build lives, strengthen families, and deliver hope. In other words, man, we want to get the gospel to people. Why? Because that matters. And see, when we really understand what we're about, again, this is important. I've got to understand why we do what we do because understanding why we do what we do would determine what level of commitment and sacrifice I'm willing to make if that really matters in my life. If that's really what God's called me to do and what God's called me to live out here at Warehouse Church, to give my life to that, that's going to cost me something. Because here's the deal. We're called to build lives. I want you to know, Jesus said there's an enemy. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his agenda. 
and he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he, whom he may devour. But he said, listen, listen, I've got another plan. I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Thank God for the abundant life. Come on, church. Amen. And everybody needs this. So we want to build lives and establish them on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to strengthen families. The devil's after our families, church. And we want to deliver hope. We live in a world, people are like, man, I just feel hopeless and helpless. Well, you know what? There is one who's the answer. You're never going to have peace in your life till you know the Prince of Peace. And his name's Jesus. This is what we do. And for that to happen, for this to go to a whole nother level, we've got to have every person that calls Warehouse Church their home. We have to be willing to move in some areas in our life. We've got to be willing to grow spiritually. We've, we've got to be willing to make some changes physically. And I'm challenging my church at Granite with this very message. And we've got to be willing to move not only physically, but we've got to be willing to make, move financially. And I know many people in my church, and I'm sure here at Warehouse Church, man, you have moved in all of these areas. But for us to deliver the hope, for us to see lives radically transformed by grace, we have to have everyone. Somebody say everyone. Oh, a little louder. Ready? One, two, three. That calls Warehouse Church home and Granite United Church home. We've got to have everyone that calls their church, this church home in the game. Everybody. Everybody. And I know many people have already given time, talent, and treasure to make an impact. And by the way, can I just say thank you to each and every one of you because of your love, your generosity, because your willingness to stretch. We have moved out of one building. We are now in a temporary building, and we're about to go to a brand new building, and it is just the beginning of greater things to come. Come on, church. Amen. This is just the beginning. By the way, that next building's not the end. It's just a step. That's not the destination. It's just part of the journey. I don't know what God's going to do. God may give you this whole building. You may end up doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I don't know, campuses, services. Why? Because God's still willing that no one should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. And he said this in John 20, as the Father has sent me, so send I each and every one of you who know me a Savior. Don't tell me what God can't do. Tell me what we're willing to do. Because he is God. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. He is God, but does God have permission in my life to be God? That's a different question, amen? I mean, that'll get you thinking, I promise you. Jesus called us his church, and he's called us as his church to see our family, our friends, this region come to Christ. And we will never, somebody say never. We're never going to stop pushing the ball down the field. Why? Because eternity hangs in the balance. I can't even make this up. Pastor Eddie knows this is true. In the past month in my church, we have had over 20 people step into eternity. I mean, step into eternity. Most of them knew Jesus, and I'm very thankful for that. We, I, have, I have done Funerals for 20, a 20-year-old, 20 a 23-year-old, a 28-year-old, all the way through a 91-year-old, and everyone in between in one month. Eternity hangs in the balance 
And death is not a respecter of persons. And we know the word of God. And we know what hangs in the balance. And we know for whosoever will may come and that whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Amen. We know that. We know the hope. But eternity hangs in the balance. But the very fact, I asked you a question a second ago. And I'm going to ask it again. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. If you're saved and you know it, come on, give God a hand clap of celebration. Amen. You imagine. I, you know what my Bible tells me? My Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Amen. And that's what my Bible tells me. You imagine Jesus being here right now, and he is. And he sits here and he watches us. And we talk about all that he's done. We just sang about a sacrifice. We sang about the cross. We sang about his resurrection. And he's, I don't want to be that person where he's looking and I say, wow, that's all I mean to you? Like I did all of that for that response? One thing I'm challenging my church with is this. Don't worry about the person in front of you, next to you, behind you. Don't worry about how you were brought up or, or what. You know what? Let's dial in to the one who gave his all so that we can have what we don't deserve. Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves so that we can have what we don't deserve. I don't care if you don't feel comfortable with it or not. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Holy, holy, holy is the lamb who is worthy to receive honor, glory, and praise. Let's praise him, Warehouse Church. Amen. Because here's what the lost world wants to see. The, world, the lost world, they're going to walk in here and they're going to see. Listen, they can't worship Jesus. They don't know Jesus yet. But they're going to walk through these doors and they're going to know if you believe what you say you believe. And they're going to say, listen, actions speak louder than and may they see Christ in us. And because our eternities have been impacted by God, everything has changed. And it's because of what Jesus has done in our lives that drives us to want to see other lives changed. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, and by the way, if the words are bolded, capitalized, or underlined, you read the word of God with me today loud and proud. Give me a uh-huh. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Listen, when you got saved, when Jesus redeemed you, you became God's very own possession. Next three words. Say it again. Last time. In other words, because of what Jesus has done in you, there's something that has to be as a result. Because of what he's done in me, what he's done in me, I mean, it demands a response from me. And so we're all of this. We're chosen people. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. Woohoo! We're God's very own possession. That is so cool, amen? And God says in his holy word, and by the way, at Warehouse Church, we believe the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, amen? Thy word is truth, and the truth shall set you. I mean, we know it. And as a result, here's what God says in his word. He says, as a result, you, what, church? 
So God says, I've done something in you, but it doesn't stop in you. I've called, I've called you to allow me to do something through you. As a result of my grace in you, I want to do something through you, and it's this. I want to show others my goodness through you. I want to show others that I can step into messes and turn them into messages. Amen? I want to show others that you can go from hopeless to hope, from helpless to help. In other words, God says, it's just not enough that I've done something in you. If you're still taking in air, if you're still breathing, if somebody's, I mean, I mean, somebody's not breathing next to you right now, just throat punch them right now, see if they're alive. I don't know. But here's the deal. God says, as a result, because of what I've done in your life, because of what I've done in you, I want to do something through you. And I want others to see my goodness, my goodness, not your greatness. Because the thing about us is we know who we are. How many know that you got issues? Come on, raise your hand. How many would say this morning a person next to you is way more screwed up than you? Let's judge somebody in church. Amen. On the count of three, look at that person and say, yeah, I'm talking about you. Ready? One, two, three. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> How many husbands are not getting lunch today now? Amen, amen. Yeah, you're all in trouble, dummies. And uh, God says, so I can show my goodness through you. Why? And he, re he reemphasizes it. Ready? For he called you, he called you out of darkness. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God. That was my story. And the wages of sin is death. That was my story. But then my story changed because Jesus stepped in. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. And God saved me. He forgave me. He redeemed me. He took me out of darkness. He brought me into the light. He called me his son. He gave me a clean heart and a brand new start. To God be the glory great things he's done. But he says, I want it to result in something. I, it's not enough for me simply to do something in you. There are people who their eternity still hangs in the balance. And the church, the local New Testament church, is the hope of the world. Because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the gospel carriers. The hope of this community. Warehouse Church, listen to me. You can't put this on God. He's done all that he needed to do. He saved you. He lives inside of you. He's already commissioned you and commanded us to go you into all the world, starting right here at home. Listen, God did what he did because he wants to do something great in and through us. Amen. I know the heart of your pastor, and it's to see the vision continue to be fleshed out here at Warehouse Church. We have the chance to offer hope and help to broken people. Amen. To establish growing and thriving churches in places where there aren't any, bringing the gospel to the far corners of the earth. To see kids and teenagers grow up in the word of God, walking with the God of the word. Hey, man, how many of you were saved later in life? Raise your hand. Saved later in life? Saved later in life? How many of you were saved as a little child? Little child, little child, little child. Okay, cool. Don't you wish now as an older adult, don't you hope that 
that our children, the younger generation, that they can get God a lot sooner than us who got God older, amen? Don't you just hope? I mean, that's why we're trying to, we're trying to raise up a generation of kids who don't know God. I mean, know about God, but they know God. There's a difference. That's why we do what we do here at Warehouse Church. We want to see people with addictions break free and fr- find freedom, amen? And many of you in this room can give a witness. And I know we agree with all of that, but how can we move from agreement to involvement? Can I just say this? And again, this is my heart for my church. And I think the Lord's just, because I'm running in this lane, gave me this word to share with you today. All right? One of those areas is giving. And let me just say this. Whenever we talk about gen- generosity in our churches, it's never about money. It is always, somebody say always. Always about honoring God and impacting people. Yeah. It's always about honoring God and impacting people. The Bible says we give through the church to the Lord to impact people. I've had a guy, a guy came to me a couple months ago and said, hey, pastor, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, I give to the church. I said, whoa, slow your roll, player, because you don't give money to the church. Church doesn't collect money. We are stewards of God's money. So you see, what we do at Granite United, and I know it's true at Warehouse Church, we give through the church to the Lord to impact people for Jesus Christ. Because the tithe is the Lord's. Can a brother get an amen? And so the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, I love this. Malachi 3.10, is it up there on the screen? Can you put it up on view verse here? Amen. It says this. Bring all, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do so. If you do so. In other words, listen, God's not going to force you. He's going to give you the opportunity. If you do so, says the Lord of heaven, heaven's armies. Next two words. Don't miss that. On the count of three, look at the person next to you and say, listen up. Ready? One, two, three. Don't miss this. I'm showing you something in the Bible. God's holy word. If you do, says the Lord of heaven, I will open up the windows of heaven for you, and I will pour you out a that you won't have enough in your house to take it in. God says, try it. Put me to. Come on, let's celebrate God's faithfulness. Amen. God's plan to fulfill the dream here at Vision uh, at Warehouse Church is to honor God back with the tithe, which is 10% of our increase given back to God who owns it all. God's like, I got a deal for you. Here's the deal. I'm God, you're not. How many of you know you're not God? Come on, come on, come on. How many would say for sure that the person next to you isn't God, although they may, yeah, yeah, we know that, right? Here's what God says. Everything is mine, but here's the deal I'm going to make with you. It's all mine, but what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to give you 100% of what is mine. I'm going to let you keep 90%. You make the decision what you're going to do with that. I just want you to honor me with 10% back. It's mine anyway. That's a pretty good deal, amen? And this isn't about making a deal with God. It's about honoring God and keeping God first place in our life. And by the way, when we give, we're only giving back to God what is already his. I already said that. First Chronicles 29 says this. Oh, our God, oh, our God, we what? 
It's powerful, isn't it? Thank him for what? We thank you and praise you for your glorious name, but who am I? And who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have. Oh, come on, church. Everything we have. And we give you what you. Come on, let's thank God for his goodness and generosity. Amen. Why is this important? Because what you see and what you believe will determine what level of commitment and sacrifice you're willing to have. Whose is it anyway? And because I know we're all about the vision, today I'm going to ask you, if you're not already, to rise up and take another step of generosity because I don't believe our best days are behind us. I believe our best days are to come. I believe that. You say, well, I'm already giving, I'm already stretching, and I'm already this. Thank you. Some of you need to step into serving. Some of you need to step into inviting. Some of you need to just step in and help us finish around here. We all have a step to take. If you're comfortable, if you got into a place where you're just comfortable, you need to stretch a little bit more. Because he is the God of more. Last verse, Luke 16, 9. Check this out. This is what God's word says, and I love this. Use your, don't worry, China Buffet is going to be open when we're done, I promise you. Here we go, let's read it again. Use your, to what? I don't understand the word of God. The word of God's just not clear, it's confusing. That's not confusing. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. That's why Rock the Block was so awesome last night. That, that wasn't about, oh, what, you know, that wasn't about bouncy houses and pie-eating contests. And you know what that was about? It was about using our resources to benefit others, to make friends, so we could introduce them to a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Then, Somebody say then. When your earthly possessions. Listen, it is appointed unto man once to die. What a great pick-me-up we're in church, huh? Eternity hangs in the balance for us. Listen, listen. In Christ, you're saved by grace. We're saved by the blood of the Lamb. We're saved because of Jesus. But here's the deal. We don't work for our salvation, but God help us have a salvation that works. Because every one of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Because there's coming a day when our earthly possessions, when all the stuff is gone. It's just gone. And I can't take it with me, but you know what the Bible says? I can send my stuff ahead. When all my earthly possessions are gone... They will, wait a minute, don't read it yet. They will, what, what, who is they? Earthly possessions, my resources, blessed to be a blessing, my investment, my commitment, my sacrifice, the seeds that I sow here. What God's about to tell you is what you sow here will determine how you live there. When your earthly possessions are gone, they will, the earthly possessions will, next two words, 
will welcome you to an eternal home. See, because all of this isn't about all of this. All of this is about His glory and making sure people are ready to meet Jesus. We do what we do because He's done something great in us. And we beg Him to do something great through us. And all of this starts, listen to me, and I'm going to pray. This all starts when you invite Jesus Christ into your life to be your Savior. God's not mad at you today. He's madly in love with you today. The Bible says that God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. Check this out, guys. Jesus. He gave his one and only son, Jesus, to come into the world to die for us. Not to condemn us, but that through him we can be saved. But you don't know what I've done. God does, and he still gave his son for you. And today he says, come home. Do you know? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt if you were to step into eternity today? I know God forbid. But if you were to draw your last breath here today, do you know with 100% certainty that your next breath would be in the presence of Jesus? Because the Bible, notice why I keep saying the Bible. Who cares what this preacher says or a church says? The Bible says be absent from the body is either to be present with the Lord or the Bible says or in hell he lifted up his eyes Jesus is the game changer let's bow our heads in a word of prayer with heads bowed